What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports link, which you can find in our bio and on our website, you can save up to 70% with a money-back guarantee. So make sure to sign up with the GTD Sports link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alrighty, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back and welcome in to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. This is episode 49. We are so close to the big 5-0. We were just talking about it before we started recording what exactly we're going to do. Stay tuned. We have some special plan. We're thinking something involving taking shots, taking drinks every time something happens. So, you know, it's going to be a fun show for everybody involved. Uh, the big special episode 50, that's coming up on Thursday, so stay tuned. But before that, we have a great episode for today. We're going to be talking about the World Series, which just got started today. It's actually going on right now. And we're going to be talking about some NBA hot take ratings now that every team has gotten at least two games under their belt. And one of our favorite segments, How Do You Feel?, where we simply just talk our opinions on some of the situations around sports right now, and then we'll round things out with love it or loathe it as always. But first, make sure to check us out on social media over at GTD underscore sports, except for our TikTok is over at GTDsports.com. You can follow our personal accounts. I'm over at RyanBanel8, and Elijah is at ElijahSpan19. And make sure, be sure, this is the most important, if you remember anything from this intro, Check out the Going the Distance Sports Podcast Network on our website. Holy shit, I just got a notification that says the Warriors are losing to the Thunder right now. We'll talk basketball in a second, but first, let's hit some highlight, low light from this weekend, starting with Elijah. Yeah, so my highlight is that I'm reading a book. It's Dune. I'm reading Dune, the new movie that's coming out. Um, I actually bought the book in the summer, and I read like the first 100 pages, and I liked it. And then I moved to Austin, and then I just kind of forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, shit, the movie comes out in three days. I need to read the book. But I'm still reading it. I'm like 400 pages in of the 600 pages. But it feels good to read like a book for pleasure. I forgot that like, you know, when you're reading a novel and getting into it, like how how um, you can enjoy that. So that's nice. Dude, I and don't then... think I could remember the last time I read a book just by choice, like without some sort of obligation, like school or something. Yeah, I used to do it a lot in middle school. But then um, I changed, I, like, in college and high school, it's just, like, whatever. Because especially in college, because you're reading so much, studying. It's like, why the fuck would I read for pleasure? But uh, it's been nice. I'm going to try to do it to when I'm graduated, try to keep myself educated and good stuff. You keep the IQ up, you know? Yeah, keep the IQ up. I see. Readings for rich people. Yeah, that might be true. Readings for I'm not, rich people. I'm not rich. Hey, that's the so mindset, maybe. though. You want to be in that rich person mindset, bro. Exactly. Take it so you make it. All let's so basically with that logic though, all you gotta do is read and eventually you'll be rich. I mean yeah. And then science. Low light is my live bet woes. So like I've done pretty good last week with my picks, 
but just every time I tried to make a live bet to go up more, it would not hit. And I would have literally made money. I went dead even, but if I would just stayed away, I would have, I would have went up like three or four units. And so, but to make it all worse, I was watching Sunday night football, last bets you can make. I didn't have any action in on it and I was watching it and I was like, I think Colts are going to win this game. And they were down and it was right before they scored to take the lead before halftime. And then they were, um, and then so it, I checked the live bet odds and it was plus 200 and I almost put it in to money line plus 200. And I was like, you know what? No, I told myself I'm going to stay away from live betting for a little bit because it's it's been my kryptonite. And then sure enough, they won 18 and I would have, you know, I would have gone up, you know, a couple units. Nice. The live betting it gets you, bro. Especially like I fall victim a lot of times too. If I'll see like a favorite in the NBA, say like the Celtics, they were like seven and a half point favorites the other night against the Raptors, I think it was, and they were down early. And I'm like, oh fuck it, yeah, I'm live betting the Celtics minus two. Like that's a way better spread. But they ended up losing the game by like thirty. So yeah, live betting gets you. I, I yeah. understand that. Yeah. So tough. It's a tough world. Did you have the uh, over in that one as well? Because I remember we talked about that on our Taylor Fade segment. Because I, um, I had a unit on the over, which hit, so that was nice. Yeah, I was thinking the over, and then I realized how bad the weather was going to be, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna place it." I was. No, I didn't even go think about it, it until after I placed it. I saw yeah. the weather, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was gonna do it until the weather, and then like I was gonna wait for my teaser to hit, but then no, my teaser didn't hit because the Bears fucking suck. They just needed to cover 18 and a half points for the fourth leg. And then Justin Fields is just garbage. And so yeah, we'll that talk game about that in a minute. Pitiful, bro. Fucking so, pitiful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, my highlight of the weekend. I don't know. I actually kind of I kind of have multiple. It was a good sports weekend for me. First, I'm gonna do a little promo before I get to the actual highlight. This is kind of a highlight. We got motherfucking GTD shirts, baby. Got the logo oh, wow. here. I'll bust out the here. I'll do a little 360, you know. You see the back? I like that. Logo on it. You already oh, know. Man. We out here repping. Yeah, I got to get you yours. I choked and forgot it for the F1 race. But no, that's my, that is my actual uh, highlight of the weekend was I've been hyping it up a little bit the past few episodes. But I went to the Formula One race at Circuit of the Americas, the United States Grand Prix. And it was fucking amazing. Like, I honestly have never experienced anything like it. We had general admission. So, I mean, truthfully, you can't see much. I mean, it's a three and a half mile track. Following exactly what's going on is near impossible. Like half the time you're checking the TV broadcast, you're checking like the standings, like, but you know, you get into a spot where you have a good view and we were just watching like, yep, there's him, there's him, there's him. All right. They're still in like the same order type thing. And like, there was one too, where there was a really sharp curve that we stood at for a long, long time. Cause Daniel Ricardo and Carlos Sainz Jr. were right, like just right behind each other for like 20 laps. And they were trying to like that turn. They were just fighting back and forth. It was so cool. Um, but I don't know, just and there was a bridge too that like went over the track to get to like mm -hmm. the other GA section. And just standing on it, you couldn't see because it was covered, but like standing on it and like the cars would literally go right underneath you. And just everything shakes, and you just hear the vroom, like it was so cool, dude. I felt like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah, I wish I could have gone, but it was very expensive, and I still haven't got paid yet. So 
We got to plan better because if it was to me and my brother choked, but like if we were to plan it in advance and get the tickets like right when they release, like a three day pass is only like 150, which actually isn't isn't that crazy considering no. like the race day tickets only were like 500 bucks in yeah, resale value. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I was nuts. I had money on uh, Daniel Ricardo to win it because, you know, he's my favorite, but that didn't happen. Of course, it was another battle of Max Verstappen. Oh, excuse me. And Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen won. I think the most random thing of that all, though, is I actually got to run out on the track um, at like right at the end of the race. As me and my brother were trying to like get a view of the podium. But as we were walking, we see a bunch of people like lifting a fence and like running underneath it. And I'm like, all right, Blake, follow the people, follow the people. And so we literally just found ourselves on the middle of the track, like just sprinting. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And we ended up getting like a front row view of the trophy presentation at the podium. And of all people, fucking Shaquille O'Neal was there to present the trophy. Oh, that's how it was so random that he's like, Shaq is like that one episode of South Park where they're talking about Slash. Have you seen that episode? Yes, yes. Where it's like, how was Slash performing at the Parks Mall and then at the county fair this week at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) That's who Shaq is. Yeah, he literally does everything. It doesn't... I don't understand it, bro. He's everywhere at once. Yeah. (laughs) I think he also did a a DJ set, though, as DJ Diesel at the Formula One race. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to come to TCU, but then... Um, COVID hit, right? Or no, it was his, his sister died like the oh. day before his performance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but anyway, enough about that. Uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, my low light of the week was I don't know, there's two. It was either the fact that the Astros actually made the World Series. I'm just, I hate the Astros. Everybody knows this. Everybody. Other than Houston citizens should hate the Astros. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't want to see them win. I, I would hate to see it. But another one, which is almost even more depressing for me, is that TCU football is just absolutely abysmal. Just lost 29 to 17 at home this weekend against a two and four West Virginia team. Absolutely inexcusable. Gary Patterson's once world-class defense now ranks below 100th in every major category in the FBS. It's just, it's depressing. I don't even want to think about it. Kansas state is coming up this weekend for TCU. We're probably going to lose that one as well. It's, it's whatever at this point, I just wanted one good year of uh, football while I was in college, you know, but I guess that was too much to ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Watch though, as soon as I graduate and as soon as like I can't go to the games, they're gonna go twelve and zero undefeated, like go to the national championship. See, I thought that too because like in high school, my high school football team was terrible. Not we were never good, but like the year before I came to TCU, we were good. It was our last year with Kenny Stills, and I was like, hell yeah, I finally get to go to a college where a football team's gonna be good. And then I show up, and that's when we started being bad again, and then just stayed that way it's yeah it's literally just stayed that way for like 40 years which is i don't want to say i mean a lot of it is kind of on actually no we won't get into it because you never know we may have some of these guys on our podcast in the future depending on nil stuff i don't want to trash talk (laughs) them but 
Yeah. But I would like to win. That's what I would say. <sighs> winning would be cool. Yeah, winning would be cool. Anyway, winning for the week. <laughs> yeah, covering the spread is where it's at. Fuck winning. Yeah, we didn't do that either, though. <laughs> yeah, we at least not this past week. In the past yeah. couple. All right. Anyway, though, let's. I mentioned the Astros in the World Series. Let's go ahead and talk about the World Series a little bit. Just started tonight. On uh, we're live right now on Tuesday, depending on if you're listening to the recorded version but right now world series is going on the braves got off to a hot hot start they're up as of now three to zero in the top of the third i got the game on over there my five zero five zero oh my god wait that means it's about to be a home run on this pitch bro i gotta watch it now i have to (laughs) damn it duval oh my god it literally was just like right there damn that had some velocity damn all right, well, they're up by 5-0 now. Shit. All right, well, that kind of already busts my predictions, but we'll make our predictions last. But, yeah, what are your thoughts overall just on the World Series matchup? Um, Interesting. I don't think anyone at the beginning of the season had pegged Braves-Astros as the two teams to be the last two remaining. You're right, um, yeah. But – I mean, I said it when the playoffs started is the Astros just always somehow figure out how to win in the postseason. And they've done that. And um, the Boston Bats was really weird because they had that they had the most grand uh, grand slams in a series ever. And then um, and then their bats just went completely cold, which was crazy. And then you have the Dodgers who took out the other best team in baseball only to just completely choke. Which, that uh, makes me so angry, bro, because I had money on the Giants to win the World Series. And I know damn well the Giants would have beat the Braves. I just feel like they would have. Yeah, it's cra- I mean, it's crazy. But that's how I know that things are returning to normal. The world is healing because the Dodgers are back to being chokers. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. As much as it was nice to see them lose, though, it would have been even better to see a, a Red Sox and Braves World Series. Even though those aren't like the most beloved teams in the country, I'd still rather have the Red Sox over the Astros out of the AL. I did I did actually want to see, not, especially now that we have the Astros, uh, Astros-Dodgers, I mean, rematch. See, to some extent, it would have been entertaining, but on the other hand, it would have been just annoying. Like, I, know, I was talking to several people in my classes and stuff that were saying, Oh, if it's Dodgers Astros, I'm straight up not watching a game. Like I don't, I don't care. And so, really? yeah, some people were just they they were fed up. They didn't even want to think about it. Which I mean, I get it. It's it's super entertaining, but also bullshit at the same time. Like depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't dislike the Dodgers, but just everyone seems to hate Dodgers fans. That's mostly why I dislike the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. And then Stros is because they cheated. And then I don't really have much beef with Stros fans. Um, but like just the organization itself. And I really hate that they got, you know, basically the biggest free pass ever with COVID. If there was ever a group of people to be benefit from COVID-19, it's the Houston Astros because they completely got off scot-free of a year's worth of being heckled to shit. And then a whole entire year of baseball goes through. And then they still, the little bit that they do get this year they have bitched and moaned about it nonstop, which is really annoying. Like Carlos Correa being a whiny baby this whole year about any time somebody says something about banging trash cans, he like cries. It's been really annoying. Um, 
Well, there's also like the conspiracies too about even like recently conspiracies about you know the buzzing band aids, the band aid buzzers on the Astros. Have you heard about that one? Is this like for this year? Yeah, like people have like had conspiracies about this year that they've been using it. I doubt that they would do that again. I think that's. I do. I do too. I do too. But there have been like a couple video clips of like something falling out during the swing and they have to like pick it up put it in their back pocket and also there was like this whole debacle of jose altuve getting a, a chest tattoo and then like covering it up and then like he was like oh it was just i covered it because it was a bad tattoo but then when he was asked about that tattoo he said i got it in san francisco even though they never played san francisco that year so it was like I don't know. There's like a whole bunch of people were really reaching hard. I think th- I think people were reaching way too hard for it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's still just interesting to think about. I think that's just the internet trying to drum up something. With the Astros again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, how many players even from their original team of cheaters are left? Like four, right? I think they, it's only like Altuve, Correa. Verlander, but Verlander's been hurt. Um, McCullers, I'm pretty sure. He's another pitcher, but he's I'm pretty sure Bregman's he's hurt gone, right? Now right? Too. Bregman's gone. Bregman's no Bregman's at third base. Is he still there? Yeah. Okay, so Bregman's They're, the third one. Uh their whole infield. I haven't heard of Bregman much. Springer's this year. gone. Springer left the Toronto. Um, no, because uh what's his name? Brantley was after. Um Jordan Alvarez was after. He's he came he didn't get called up by then. And Who's and their other outfielder? They had a different guy. So I think it's just the the infield that was there. They have a different they have a different catcher. I can't remember if Martin Maldonado was there doing spot up duty with Gaddis or not. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure honestly, especially because my baseball knowledge back in 2017 was super limited. Mm-hmm. Main reason I know it is just because of you know all the reports and news right. stories about them cheating. Right. Yeah, but the core of the team is still the core of the team, which is that infield. Yeah. Gotcha. Now there's some uh, some interesting little factoids I was uh, I found when I was doing a little bit of research about the series. Um, so this is the Braves are actually the fourth team to ever reach the World Series after having a losing record entering All Star break, which. I find to be a little bit crazy because if any team was going to do it this year, I thought it would have been the Cardinals, just considering of like how hot they got, not only after the All-Star break, but mostly just in the last month of the season. They won like 18 straight heading into the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I thought they would have done it, but that's just kind of cool. And then also the Braves manager, Brian Snicker, is going up against his son, Troy Snicker, who is a hitting coach for the Astros. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then on the other side, the Astros manager, Dusty Baker, is now the second oldest manager to lead a team to the World Series at 72 years old. That's which I find that just to be nuts. I didn't even think about that. 72 years old, bro. Go retire. Go chill out on the couch. Watch an old Western Cowboys show. I don't know, man. Do what 70-year-olds do. Mans loves baseball. Mans loves baseball. That's all you got to say. I think there was a – I think he came up with the Braves – there's a picture of him in like 1962 or some shit. Something ridiculous in like 60s or 70s. Picture him in a Braves uniform. And then now him as a 72-year-old manager. And he's like the fourth or fifth guy to go to a World Series 
um, as a manager for an AL team and an NL team, which is cool. He went with the um, was it the Reds? He went I'm in not with sure, honestly. I can't remember. I would not be the guy to ask for historical can't baseball who it knowledge. Was, but another uh, like Joe Madden was the only like current man. Only other oh Joe Madden and Tony Larusa were the only other two guys on that list. Yeah, Tony Larusa makes sense. He's well, a fucking dinosaur. Currently, currently, yeah. There's a bunch of older baseball names that I didn't even recognize that were like from the 40s, like Cash Jones, Newsman, <laughs> you know I mean? bunch, like yeah, a bunch of mailmen back in the day. Yeah, you know how it is. Um, but no, so what are your predictions for this World Series? So I'm gonna go based off of what I had before tonight's game started because it is five to zero. And part of me is tempted to place a live bet on the Astros to come back because that would, I don't know, home field advantage. We'll see be if juicy. I decide. It would be juicy. But my original prediction outside of what's happening in game one is I had the Astros winning in five games in the gentleman's sweep. I think, yes, the Braves are hot. But the Astros are far and away the better team in this situation. Um, they've, they have more recent playoff experience as well. So for those reasons, sadly, I'm going to take the Astros in five. But also for my MVP pick, this one was kind of just random, but Jose Altuve at plus 1,000 odds. I'm going to go with him. He's just a monster in the postseason. He hits dingers. That's all you really need. Take him as MVP. I did like um, Freddie Freeman, though, potentially for the Braves. Or if I was honestly, if I was going Houston right now, I'd probably go with the ALCS MVP in Jordan Alvarez. Who just I, I thought about him, but he was the favorite. Rigged. Oh, yeah. What was his odds? Plus 800. Okay. so there's Which, I mean, still pretty juicy, like, for a favorite. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he was the best odds or lowest odds, I guess. I don't know how what the wording would be for that. Um, so, I got Braves in six. When the postseason started, I picked a Dodgers-Strohs. World Series rematch and the Astros to lose that World Series. I'm going to stick with that. And the spirit of the Astros are going to lose the World Series. And um, I got Braves in six, man. They're, they have a little, they have better pitching staff. Um, and Freddie Freeman deserves it. So, and that's who my MVP pick is, is Freddie Freeman. Yeah. And I mean, they're playing hot too. Yeah. Like Freeman's playing well. Solaire's playing well. Jock Peterson's made a few big hits. Like, and they beat the best team in baseball. Yeah, they, they are hot. So, it's, it's, granted, I did take the Strohs. I would love to be proven wrong. I would rather your prediction come true than mine. There you go. My brother lives in Atlanta, too, and he just uh, he just bought tickets to game five. Oh, and shit. I was telling him, I was like, shit, that's the game I think the Strohs are going to win it in. <laughs> but still, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be I, – I doubt that – it's only five games. It's definitely going to be six or seven. I hope so, at least. I hope we get at least six games for the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's move on from baseball to basketball. More our cup of tea. Season is fully under swing now. Um, every team has had at least two, three games under their belt, some with even four. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to take a look at some NBA hot takes and do some ratings, how we have done in the past. We're going to Take from the internet, from Reddit, some people's hot takes. Uh, give our opinion on them. Rate them on a scale of 1 to 10, whether or not we think it is a good or a trash hot take. So without wasting any more time, we'll go and get into it. This first hot take we have is 
the Atlanta Hawks will finish as a top three seed in the East and beat the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Hmm. I, I think that. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think in terms of like a hot take, that's like a seven out of ten. I'd say seven out of ten. I was thinking like seven, seven and a half out of ten because like I don't know. They kind of. It's weird because people don't have the Hawks to go back, so I don't know how hot of a take this really is. It feels more like a, a warm take. Doesn't feel it doesn't feel extra hot. Yeah, because you're right. Like people have been high on the Hawks and Trey Young in particular this season, but nobody has really said that they're going to repeat the Eastern what Conference they did Finals last year, like that. Yeah. yeah, they peaked a little bit too high last year. They did peak a little bit, um, but I don't know Trey Young. People are really high on him. True, I mean, they, they came out of the gates firing, and then they're just really deep. Kevin Porter and all those guys. And who's that guy that they picked up? Uh, Cam Reddish has been really good. So, you know what? Uh, we should do, let's do like two ratings. So, scale of one to 10 on the hot take, and then scale of one to 10 on likeliness to happen. So, I'm going to give it a seven and then a four for likeliness. I'll, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. Around there. Right. Uh, the Heat will match up against the Nuggets in the finals, and Spicy Chicken Nuggets commercials will win rampant. <laughs> I saw this one, bro. Uh, this is – I don't know whether – like how to place this as a hot take, though. Because, I mean, it is a hot take to say that the Heat and the Nuggets will match up in the in the finals, but I don't know. I don't know where to put this one. I mean, because it's kind of the meme aspect of the Spicy Chicken Nugget commercials, which would be sick. I mean – it's a golden marketing opportunity. I don't know. I'll say, like, for a hot take, I'd give this, like, without the commercials, just the Heat and Nuggets matchup in the finals, I would say that's, like, an 8 out of 10. Because, yeah, people have been high on the Heat, but nobody's really considered the Nuggets, a, you know, the team that can do that out of the West. No, I did. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. They're my Can't say nobody. Can't say nobody. Uh, yeah, I'll give this like an eight, mostly because it made me laugh. <laughs> the spicy, yeah, and then likeliness to happen, I'm gonna give it like a two out of ten. Just the fact that both teams reach the finals is just so, I don't know, so far fetched. Um, give it like a four again. Four again, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that matchup actually. I would like to see that the Nuggets and Heat, especially with all the hype around the Lakers, Nets, you know. Just quiet them down and have another small market. Or I guess, I don't know. Can you say Denver and Miami are small markets? Not really, but. Miami, less Denver. More uh, so. Average market size. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, next. This is one of my favorite ones on the list. Uh, Ben Simmons will hit a three-pointer this season. (laughs) That's a 10. That's a 10. Yep, that is a 10 on the hot take rating. And a zero on the likeliness. Yeah, I was just about to say the exact same thing. Zero out of ten. The day Ben Simmons takes a (laughs) three-pointer and hits it is the day pigs fly. And also, especially this season now, considering the most recent event was uh, what happened with Ben Simmons. It was did he make an apology? I forgot what it was. Uh, He claimed mental health. That's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. He said he like didn't feel fit to play yet and stuff. How do you feel about that? I. I don't know how to feel, bro. I mean, he fucking I got us by the balls on that one, though. I was about to say, right? Like, I, ne- I never want to discredit any sort of mental health aspect, but it's like, 
bro, like after kind of being a baby with the team for the last few months, like now is the time now after all of this, really? I don't know. It's just it's bad timing. It's hard. You're right. It's hard to say anything. He has us by the balls, but it's annoying. I'll say that. I can say that all I want. It's an annoying situation and I hate it. It's like uh, that meme where he's like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I want to say something, but like I, I can't. Yeah. Kind of like when, yeah, I don't know. You just can't say anything. I'm like, finish that sentence. Um, okay, next one. Kyrie will stick to his guns about the vaccine, and Katie and Harden will dominate. Um, Kyrie will then get vaxxed at the All Star break, only to break up team chemistry and then leave the team after like seven regular season games. Ooh, <laughs> I really like this take actually. Yeah. That's what I think this, about. I'm going to give this one like a nine. Um, yeah, but a, a solid eight. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good one. I just don't think that Kyrie's going to get vaxxed. I don't know though. I mean, as much as you're right, we've talked about him being the conspiracy theorist. Like he is stubborn. If anybody in the league is, is going to stick to it, it would be Kyrie. But what if, you like this take says, what if the Nets do start popping off? Kyrie's like, oh, shit, they're about to win a championship. I want to be a part of that. And I could also totally see if this does happen, like this scenario where Kyrie gets vaccinated at the All-Star break, I, t- I could totally see him fucking up the team chemistry and, and then yeah. starting to play worse. Yeah. So I'm going to give this one, I want to say like a seven in likeliness. Just for the after the fact, if he does get vaxxed, that he'd fuck up team chemistry. But I still don't think he's going to get vaxxed. Yeah, I'll give it a solid 5 out of 10, just right right in the middle. Because I do like, I don't know, that's interesting to think about. It's definitely a hot take. I like it. Yeah, I like that's one of the it's more one intricate the, ones, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up, we got, this one's pretty basic, straightforward. But the Sacramento Kings are a playoff team this year. Um, I'm going to give this one a 2. Because one, a lot of experts are actually cautiously optimistic about the Kings. Um, a couple of podcasts I listen to like the guys that they got and the talent that they have. And so just to say that X team who has a young, good player is a playoff team is just kind of a lazy hot take. So yeah, it's a two. And then likeliness, five, six range, let's say. I'm going to give it. A little bit higher than a two. I'm going to give it a four out of 10 on the hot take just because I think the Kings do have a little bit of hype around them because, and they should, deservedly so. I mean, they have a really young roster. Like Buddy Heald is still pretty young, I'd say. Uh, Darren Fox, obviously, Tyrese Halliburton. Like they have guys that are going to develop. So Mm -hmm. I think give them a few years and they'll 100% be a playoff team. But right now, even with the hype, they are – they're going to lose some games along the way. I don't know if they'll finish finishing above 500, I think would be more important for them than making the playoffs. But then again, I mean, you could make the playoffs below 500 in the NBA. Right. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to give that a four out of 10 in the hot take. And then likeliness. I'm trying to think I'm looking at the West right now. Do I think they can I, actually, I do think they can make it. So I'll give it a four, a four out of 10 as well. They're, same thing for the hot take and likeliness scale. I think they could maybe sneak into that eight seed. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, next one up. So the new rule changes, like the 
uh, compounded with nagging injuries will be the end of James Harden as an elite player. And when I say the new rule changes, the one where like you can't run into guys and throw your shoulder into him and get the three point foul call that Harden has loved to do. Yeah, I haven't looked into this as much, but I'm gonna give in as terms of a hot take, I, I would give this like a solid seven and a half out of ten because I think no matter what you take away, James Harden is so special and so talented and athletic that he's gonna find ways to score. He was just kind of like you said, taking advantage of the system. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight because I do love the fact that people are just so pissed off that Harden has been doing it for so long and they love the fact that he won't be able to do it anymore. And so um, I could honestly see that because he did get bogged down by injuries last year. And um, it is going to be very interesting to see what the numbers are going to look like for teams that really harped on that role. Doing that offensive bullshit. Because Trey Young did it a lot last year. Trey Young Harden, did too, yeah. Harden was the father of it. And so we're going to see how <laughs> much it affects him and see if that tweaks his efficiency down maybe just a little bit. I mean, I, I would for be sure a little bit. I mean, every uh, major star does that to some extent. I mean, you've seen Steph Curry a million times do, do a pump fake. And then, I mean, he's also really, really good at it. I would say like James Harden is the king, but Steph Curry does it beautifully. Like, because his. His pump fakes are probably the most lethal in, in the NBA because if you want anybody shooting the, the basketball, the last person you want is Steph Curry. So yeah. everybody's yeah. going to be jumping. Luka's not afraid to do it either. That's or true. Wasn't. Yeah, Luka does, it, Luka does it in the mid-range a lot too mm-hmm. from what I've noticed, like on yeah. floaters and such. Like One of my favorite parts about the Olympics too, though, just as a little side, is that a lot of the Team USA players were kind of doing that shit and none of the European refs would call it. And they'd be like, what What are you talking about? Like, like, we don't play the game like that. It's like, that's soft, bro. That's Bush League here. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, Likeliness, I'm going to give it a two. I don't think that he's going to be descending at all. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one out of ten. There's, yeah. Yeah. We're about to say Uh, but. I was going to say, but the only reason why I gave it a two in the first place is just, like I said, I think his efficiency might take a tiny, tiny sliver down because yeah. he can't rely on that play. But then his overall offense, offensive efficiency may go up if he's you know playing floor general a little bit more because he's supposed to average over 10 assists a game this year. It's like at least what he's been projected. True, true, true. Especially the Kyrie out. Yeah. No way, bro. You gotta be shitting me. What happened? Dude, I had a parlay and I threw in Dallas Mavericks first half money line against the Rockets just because I thought it was like a lock. It's like an extra boost. And the Rockets fucking won the first half, bro. What? I'm so upset. I don't even want to talk about it right now. I'm about to lose all my bets tonight. That's tough. Okay, last one. Paul George will have the MVP caliber season. It's a fucking one out of ten hot take. Well, actually, no shit. Opposite. And in terms of hot take, this is a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. But then in terms of likeliness, one out of ten. Fuck you, Paul George. You're trash. Yeah, I just I think this is a very uninspired hot take. I'll get this like a four. And then likeliness, I'm gonna also stick with four. I think the inspiration comes from the fact that Kawhi Leonard's out. Yeah, and it's Paul George's time to shine. It's just, but I don't think he will. But it's just so lazy to just say he's going to have a really good year. And it'd be one thing if you said Paul George will be the MVP, the MVP caliber. That's like, okay, come on, dude. 
there, that's there like me saying that said he will be the MVP. Okay, I like that. Then that'd be like a six or seven, I'd say. But likeliness, I'm still gonna stick with four, three or four. Because Kawhi is out, and Tyloo is gonna show that he's actually a good coach this year. I, I mean, I agree. I think he's a good coach. I just don't. So, Paul George is just not that guy, bro. He's not. He's not that guy. Not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Okay, so now that's enough basketball. We had a, a week of football. Yeah, Interesting football week. did how, happen. How, how do we feel about I know you're happy about the Bengals, but oh, just yeah. overall, oh, you didn't get to watch that much NFL. Yeah, you picked a good week to not watch NFL because it was bad. Yeah, a lot of big blowouts. A lot of big blowouts, a lot of big spreads. Like the most entertaining game of the noon slate was uh, Falcons-Dolphins. Yeah, Um, that two-point game, which I had Falcons minus one and a half in. That was nuts. So you bought a point or did the the line shift? It dropped. I got it like last minute. Oh. Yeah, right before kickoff. Oh, my tweet looks a lot more dumb than... What I had, yeah. Didn't fucking matter. Whatever. Um, but okay. So the college football overtime rules that shifted after AM and LSU seven overtimes. Finally, we got to see it in full, full action with Penn State versus Illinois with their nine overtimes. How do you feel about the game? And then when that's done, how do you feel about the rules? So about the game itself, Illinois, Penn State. I have such a love-hate relationship with it because I loved the fact that it went to nine overtimes. Like, it was so entertaining watching every play. It was like, you know, this this play could decide the game type thing just constantly. But I hated the fact that 10 times in a row, these teams were incapable of getting three fucking yards. Like, it, it was like watching JV high school, bro, like in practice. They couldn't get their shit together. It's no, like it nobody comedy. wanted to win. It was, it was it what? Was straight up, it was straight up comedy. It was, dude. Yeah, and especially kind of all people, man. Brett Bioma got the dub with the Illinois, you know, the new coach of Illinois. He's just a meme of a head coach. But no, with the overtime rules as a whole, I actually really like them. Um, I love, always have loved college overtime over the NFL overtime rules. I think it's more fair. Yeah. Although it does fuck up the gambling aspects of it, like the over under just rocks it. I will say that I really, really wanted that the the two point extras overtimes to go so far to where the over would hit. I did too. Yeah, I saw that too. After nine overtimes, they still hit the under, which was like forty three or something. Yeah, and they weren't. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Nuts. and the final score is like twenty to eighteen. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, so they that I was really rooting for them to hit so many two point conversions that the over just somehow hit because that would have been really funny. Didn't have any action on that game, but just thought it'd been funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I think we should go back to the other overtime rules. I like the really. Rules. Yeah, I think this whole three yard line stuff is just kind of, I don't know, watching especially in the Big Ten because that was just awful. It to was watch for a little bit, it, like. It was it was entertaining in the sense of wow, look how bad this is. Yeah, so I just this was like the opposite of what the NCAA wanted to see with the new rules. You know what I mean? Like the whole point of this is to wrap this shit up in like the third overtime, fourth overtime, get it done in a couple plays. 
rather than have to have like entire possessions back and forth, back and forth again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause this was also the longest overtime game ever. There have been six, seven overtime games. Like you mentioned that A&M LSU one, but never has it gone past seven overtimes. Ridiculous. Yeah, wow. Okay. Next up, Ryan, I know you're happy about this. Uh, if the season ended today, the Cincinnati Beagles would have the number one seed and a bye in the AFC. Who they? Who yeah. they think going to beat them Bengals, baby? Fucking best team in the AFC. Best team in the NFL. Fuck the Cardinals. Fuck the Rams. Zach Taylor, coach of the year. Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year. Jamar Chase, rookie of the year. Give us all the fucking awards. Give us the first week bye. We're, we're taking this all the way to the end of the season. All right, I was questionable until the Ravens game. This Ravens game, 41 to 17, is all I needed to see. I am in my complete delusional state of fandom where I mm-hmm. think we actually have a shot of you know winning our division right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people owe an apology, including myself, to the Bengals for taking Jamar Chase instead of uh for like clowning the, the Bengals Even for taking me. Jamar Chase. I did too. Of yeah, Panay Sewell. But that is very clearly at this point at this stage that that was the 100% the correct choice because mm-hmm. their offense has looked completely different with Jamar Chase in there. Joe Burrow has complete faith in him. He's just chucking it up there. He's so confident. Uh, he is 100% my pick for rookie of the year at the moment for offensive rookie of the year. He's got to be. Yeah, Because sure. none of the other rookie quarterbacks are making it at this point for me. He has, like, he has like six out of the eight rookie of the week awards. Yeah, he's insane. Um I am a believer now. I was like, I was like, kind of, I was a little bit more up on it after they blew out the Lions. I was like, okay, they're four and two now. They did what they were supposed to do last week against Detroit. Um, like, yeah, they beat Detroit, but they blew them out, which is what they're supposed to do. Yes. Good teams blow out other teams. Yes. Uh, but then they fucking beat the rate. And I loved them at plus six and a half. I did too. I thought that was a lock. They blew them out. Yeah. I really realistically i had projected that game say like a ravens three or four point win i knew the Bengals would be able to compete mostly because it was a divisional game and we kind of always have the ravens number but holy shit i did not expect that like i may yes of course i'm overreacting with my whole give us the every award we're gonna win the super bowl spiel i'm overreacting but realistically i mean this game we proved our worth like the Bengals are legit i think people talked about the Browns as Super Bowl contenders. I I would never say that the Bengals are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But I will say I think we actually have a shot of beating the Browns, beating the Ravens, and winning the AFC North. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far yet. um, But I do think they're definitely going to compete, and they're 100% going to get a wild card spot, and they're going to win 10 or 11 games. But the thing with me that makes me hard to commit on that is that – the Bengals have never been here before. Like these Bengals have never been there before. You're right. In terms I was just of about to say, ah, but this for... Bengals team is very young. Yeah. Yeah. And so Lamar knows what it takes to win a division title. He's done it multiple times now, um, especially with that team. John Harbaugh definitely knows how to win a division title. So that would be like my, my thing is that the Ravens have an edge and experience. Um, yeah. But – the Bengals, man, they're hot. They're a hot young team. I like yeah, them a lot, too. The, the team culture is there. They seem to be playing well with each other. Everybody's buying into whatever's going on. Burrow's killing it. 
Yeah, never did I see the day where I would praise Zach Taylor for his play calling and decision making during the games because he's actually, I feel like, done a, a really good job of adjusting the offense now with Jamar Chase in there. He's really, I think, the key has he's been let he has let Joe Burrow do what Joe Burrow wants to do, and Joe Burrow looks way more comfortable than he did even a year ago in the offense. Yeah. Is, is it entirely because of Jamar Chase? I don't know, but it's definitely a big factor. Well, the offensive line has played better. And Zach, like you mentioned, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor was definitely a guy I pegged to be on the hot seat, probably fired at the end of this year. Yeah, me and too. Now, now, no, no way. Yeah. It's so. it's so weird, which I'm I am so happy to be like wrong about this because I remember at the beginning of the season, my honest prediction for the Bengals was four and thirteen, five and twelve at best. Like and we've already won five games, so yeah, this is like Christmas no. for me. Yeah, I know. That's that's good for you. It's just really going to suck. Everything's going to crash and burn though. At this point, because we're 5 and 2, we have to make the playoffs. Like we literally have to make the playoffs. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to get a shit draft pick and right. it was for nothing. Like um yeah, honestly if I were you, I wouldn't like say like, "Oh, we need to win the Super Bowl. We need to go to the AFC Championship." I would just be like, "Write this and just like, please win a playoff game." Just oh my, yes one just playoff, dude, one that, playoff game that would be like the super bowl for me like i i would yeah. be so ecstatic i'm telling yeah. you i've mentioned it before like how the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since text messages were invented i am going to have that shit ready i'm gonna be the first person in the history of the universe to send a text message of the Bengals winning a playoff game it's gonna happen oh make sure you check somebody the android because then you'll be the first person with the i message <laughs> yeah true true so <laughs> also no. like looking at the Bengals schedule they got the jets next week that if they lose that game what the fuck so that should be six and two then they got the browns and raiders which uh, i don't know about that and then the steelers chargers which i don't know about that so yeah we'll see yeah it's gonna be tough raiders are interesting because like they've been playing well with the intern coach but then the two teams that they played since basicki has came in is the Broncos and the Eagles. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, I don't know. But they um, still, they looked good in those games. They did, they did. But uh, moving on, uh, Kansas holds Oklahoma to their first scoreless half of football since 2015. How do you feel about that? This was amazing to watch. I was so depressed, though, in the second half watching it crumble because you knew at halftime, you know, it was, I think it was 10 0 at halftime. You knew damn well that 10-point lead was not safe for Kansas. Like, you know Oklahoma's going to come out. They're going to look like Oklahoma again. It was bound to happen. But, man, that those 30 minutes were so much fun of just like, holy shit, look, Kansas, look at what they're doing. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, I actually didn't watch that game because I just assumed it was going to be a blowout. And then all of a sudden I got the alert, like uh, Oklahoma trails Kansas in like the third or fourth quarter, like watch now on ESPN. I'm like, wait, what? Like what's going on? And then I saw that highlight of Caleb Williams stripping the ball from his teammate and running it in, which is just comical because that would only work against Kansas. Exactly, um, bro. That play pissed me off so much because Kansas stopped him. They stopped the fourth down. They were going to get the ball back down five with two minutes. It was like a perfect scenario for them to go and win the game. And then goddamn Caleb Williams had to go and ruin the day for us. Yeah, so good. I mean, (laughs) he's pretty good. (laughs) Okay. But I tell you what makes me feel good, though. 
and I'm just injecting this straight into my veins, <laughs> is the Chief. The Chiefs are three and four, uh, last in the AFC West again, and currently uh, not in a playoff positioning. So, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know necessarily if I'm happy or I'm sad. I don't really have any vendettas against the Chiefs at all. So I feel mostly I feel shocked. That's the word I'll go with. I mean, mm-hmm. the Chiefs are a team that people pegged to get 13, hell, even 14 wins this season. And now they're three and four. People are debating whether or not they're going to be a wild card team even. Their division is playing well. Yeah, like, you know, the Raiders are ahead of them. Chargers are ahead of them. And even the Broncos, they might be on a four-game losing streak, but they've shown that they can win football games with Teddy Bridgewater. So they might be able to shake things up too. I don't know. The Chiefs are not going to win a playoff game this year. They might make the playoffs, but they're not going to win. And if they lose first round? If they lose first round, no matter where they, no matter where they end up. Um, Patrick Mahomes looks bad. He looks bad. Their offensive line looks atrocious. Tennessee their, was tearing them up, dude. I their mean, defense looks god awful. And you know what? Too, they don't run the ball. You, uh, the yeah, leading rusher, like fifty times a game, bro. The leading rusher was Mahomes, and he rushed it for six times. The <laughs> other rusher, the main running back, they only had five running back runs. For one guy, and then a couple of others thrown in there. Was it Damian him. Williams? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was yeah, the uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's out. Yep. Um, I mean, even with Clyde Edwards Hilaire in there, bro, they they wasn't don't run the good. ball enough. Yeah. No, they don't, and they try to do, and I I'm loving it because I've been so annoyed by the Chiefs just keeping on when they've been struggling, trying to do their cute shit and their fancy like, look at me, look at all this. I'm gonna have Tyreek Hill under center. I'm gonna have Travis Kelsey land under center, and then no, 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 Patrick's gonna be really under center plays while they're still losing, and they keep on throwing it in their face and like, dude, we're still gonna clown you with these stupid ass trick plays. But then look at them; they only scored three points against Tennessee, who doesn't even have like really that great of a defense to begin with. And so I don't know. I'm just happy because like I just cannot. St- and all the Patrick Mahomes people on Twitter. They annoy the shit out of me. Um, they're all 14 years old. None of them are true Chiefs fans. And they just say, oh, Patrick Mahomes is the best. And uh, uh, he owns Brady. And it's just like, oh, I hate that shit. Like, the, oh, he owns him. He owns him. All that. Yeah. Shut oh, the fuck up. Froddy, it's like, dude, you are 12. <laughs> and then, like, same thing, too, in the basketball. Like, the Lynn Mickey rings and all that shit. That's oh. funny, though. No, fuck you. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I don't I love Patrick Mahomes. Like really, I don't I don't hate him, but I do hate, you know, his fanboys, like you just mentioned. Yeah. It's weird to see him struggling because we have just talked about him as without a doubt, 100 percent far and away the best quarterback in the NFL, hands down. And then now I think he's tied with the most for the most interceptions in the league with Zach Wilson. Which is yeah. absurd, and yeah. now Zach Wilson, I think, is out too. Yeah, exactly. so he's going to take the lead, baby. He's going to take the lead. Most interceptions That's, in the league, which is just insane. Yeah, because I didn't think this was going to happen, but here we are, and he looks different. This the worst he's ever looked. I mean, I feel like he'll figure it out. I mean, right? Like he'll probably. Yeah, I mean, it's year. Patrick Mahomes. But this is this is definitely an off year, and they definitely have to go back to the drawing board. 
could you imagine though, like after you know his just first few seasons being a god, everybody talking about automatic Hall of Fame bid, gonna go down as you know the goat. He in the conversation with Brady already. Like, could you imagine that like after that he just drops off? Like this is the start. He just falls down. He just is never good again. Like, I I could not imagine that happening. I couldn't either. I mean. All the greats have had down years. Rodgers has had down years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Brady has had down years. Remember, we all thought he was done for <coughs> after his last season in New England. Because like, yeah, but people talk about Brady being done every single year. Because I mean, even in this offseason, people were like, "Oh, was that last Super Bowl? Was that his last run? Was that his last hurrah?" Fuck no, dude. Tom Brady's immortal. Yeah, but I think it's just a bad year. He'll probably be back next year. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, he'll probably be back this but year. I am enjoying. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they'll turn it around. This year. Because, well, around. I think the Chiefs are fucked this year. Yes, well, granted, because, yeah. Um, but I am enjoying that there's a wide, wide open AFC. So we're not going to see yeah. any Chiefs and any Pats, which is It's nice. just nothing. I don't think anybody in their right mind would have told you eight weeks into the season that the Bengals and Raiders are going to be on top of the AFC. Like no shot. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, how do we feel about Justin Fields potentially being a bust? I don't know how to feel. Cause I, I honestly forget what my original prediction was for Justin Fields. Cause I remember saying that I thought Mac Jones was going to have the best career out of any of this year's rookie quarterbacks. But I honestly forget where I was at with Justin Fields. I I thought he would be good. I knew this was not necessarily the greatest system for him to go into with the Bears and, you know, Nagy as head coach. But I thought he was special enough. He was talented enough to where he could make it, especially with all the preseason hype he had and the way he performed in training camps and all that. He looked good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. Yeah, um, I was never super high on him because of where he got picked, and I just think that Nagy is a disaster. And um, I don't know, and Justin Fields is another one of those guys when the draft was going on. I mean, he was getting just his wiener sucked off hardcore by every single Twitter user. The way he every said single... that so slow, just his wiener sucked off. <laughs> that's that's just, it, it was, it was. Like every single post, it was like, please draft Justin Fields. My, te- my team should draft Justin Fields. Justin Fields this, Justin Fields that, Justin Fields is the GOAT. It's like, shut the fuck up. He hasn't played Well, yet. he kind of was like a roller coaster a little bit. At first, it was, everybody knew Trevor Lawrence, right? Everybody. But then, and then he balled Justin out. Fields too. Yeah. He balled out for a while. And then everybody's like, Oh, it's just, and then he played that one really, really bad game in the playoffs and his stock just kind of plummeted after that. And then Zach Wilson kind of took over in the pro day and everything, which I, I thought that was wild. I do remember saying that actually, that Zach Wilson being the second quarterback taken, I still can't believe that happened. Um, yeah. It hasn't looked out. Panned out so well. But, yeah, I mean, it was a bad game Justin Fields had. He had five turnovers against Tampa Bay, three interceptions, two fumbles. Offense looked completely inept. He looked awful. He also has a terrible offensive line, so that we should give him some credit. But um, that was the excuse for Josh Rosen, and then he got replaced by Kyler Murray, who um, went on to succeed behind that terrible offensive line. <laughs> Dude, Josh Rosen's career was a joke, bro. 
So I don't know. Uh, only thing I could say is that uh, Matt Nagy is <laughs> Matt Nagy's not fired at the end of this year. That I don't know what to say. I feel bad for Bears fans at that point. That's just right. ridiculous. Like I, right. I haven't talked to a single Bears fan that's like, yeah, no, I believe in Maggie, or like, yeah, he'll turn it around, keep him. No, oh no, they all hate him. Yeah, everybody hates that guy. They all hate him. All right, next yeah. up, this one's one of my favorite ones. So, how do we feel about Bra- Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball? So, over the weekend, Tom Brady became the first quarterback. NFL history to throw for 600 passing touchdowns and Mike Evans caught the touchdown and Mike Evans didn't realize this was a milestone. So he just handed the ball to somebody he saw in the crowd wearing the Mike Evans Jersey. And of course, you know, a 600th touchdown pass from Brady, that ball is going to be valuable. And it was estimated that the ball would be worth one to $3 million on the memorabilia resale market. And the dude in the stands gave it back to like the stadium security in exchange for another game ball, a couple jerseys, and maybe a helmet. And people are like clowning this guy. Yeah. Um, I think Brady is giving, is ended up going to give him a Bitcoin. So yeah. He gave him one, Bit- one Bitcoin too. Yeah. Which is like 63 grand. Is it a 60? What's Is it really back up to 60 right now? I think it's around 60. Okay. And then he it's also apparently just asked to go on a round of golf with Brady. Oh, he did? Yeah. Actually, that's kind of sick. Yeah. I wouldn't do it if I was Brady. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> I, would, I would not do that. Yeah. Either if I was Brady, but I don't know. Maybe he's a cool guy, but he definitely fumbled the bag in this whole situation because people were saying, like, which I found it weird too. I thought that the stadium security and stuff. Do they not have the right to, you know, demand it back? Like, can they not just take it from you? Yeah, it's kind of been talked about because, like, some people are like, well, you could – because I think some balls say, like, property of Tampa Bay Buccaneers or property of NFL on the ball. And so Mm -hmm. for that reason, they can just be like, hey, give me back the ball. But I don't know. I would have definitely taken it as far as I could. I've been like, no, Mike Evans gave this to me. It was a gift. He handed it to me, bro. This is my ball. Yeah, it is in my possession. If you want it, you have to come find me for it. I I honestly would have been like, give me a million dollars and you can have it. Fuck it. Yeah, he's definitely a bad negotiator. He probably had a couple beers in him. And he was like, fuck yeah, I have Tom Brady's 600th touchdown pass ball. And the security guy was like, hey, give it back. And he was like, well, what's in it for me? He's like, I'll give you a Mike Evans jersey and a thousand dollars of team store credit. He's like, that's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, probably, honestly, that's probably exactly how it went down. I'm sure he wasn't thinking about it too. Cause like in the heat of yeah. the moment, I would probably just assume like, Oh, if they're asking me for it, I'm like supposed to give it back. Right. 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 Like, I would have been nervous to like demand it. Like, yeah. no, I want this, 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 and I want it now. <laughs> yeah. The security guard definitely was like, Hey, give it back. Yeah. He didn't ask for it back. He was like, give it back. He demanded Probably. it back. And then when At you least get the guy back, got something, though. Yeah. I mean, especially now that he's got a Bitcoin, too. It's like, you know, that's just Could for be a million dollars one day. Clowning him for like the not selling it on the memorabilia market, but like he's going to get an entire Bitcoin just for sitting on his ass. Yeah. And getting you know, a so football like, handed to him. He's getting his 15 minutes of fame. So I don't think I wouldn't clown him for that. 
I will clown him though for asking for Brady around a golf. That's kind of like, come on, dude. <laughs> I think I think you should have stopped and said thank you once you got your Bitcoin. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. I'm curious to see what Brady's response will be to that, or if he just ignores it. I'd probably ignore it. Uh, next up, so the Sam Darnold experiment has been a failure. It wasn't at first, but now now it definitely is. Yeah. Um, Blown out by the Giants. Yeah, bad. that's not good. He ended up getting benched. Three. Ended up getting benched by PJ Walker in the fourth quarter. PJ Walker. I didn't even realize that. Former XFL quarterback for the Houston team, the Houston Oilers. Houston Roughnecks. Roughnecks, yeah. And the Oilers. Also, that's an old NFL team. He played for Temple also under Matt Rule, which is another reason why he plays for the Panthers right now. Um, yeah, but Darnold's going to be the starter again next week. But man, this—he's back to old Darnold. He's throwing lots of picks, making bad reads, doing all his back same old bullshit. So tough. Yep. Wait, because they started. Are they three and four now? Yeah. Lost, yeah, they've lost four in a row after starting. Damn, the Panthers and the Broncos, dude, just completely yep. fell off after that three and zero start, which was kind of expected. I mean, nobody really saw them opening the year three and zero anyway. So it even exposed them. Yeah, I mean, almost didn't though in the fourth quarter. Nah, that was, that was just, that was just yeah. garbage time. Okay, that game was never in danger. Damn, bro, it's still five, dude. Okay, I love how baseball is so weird, bro. I I just looked up to check like the score of the World Series game, and it has. We started recording the episode at like the top of the third, like the beginning of the top of the third, and it's just now the bottom of the fourth, and it's been an hour, over an hour. What the hell? That's baseball's I mean, weird. Okay, anyway, yeah, might have been in a delay. Sorry, I got a bit distracted. But and moving on. So, is how do we feel about the Deshaun Watson rumors? Are you tired of them yet? Yes, <laughs> yes, straight up, yes. Um, I want to see something happen with it. I'm yeah, tired of hearing about I'm, it. Yeah, I'm I'm done with the whole Miami's reportedly interested. Miami deal could happen this week. Like. Wait me up when it makes something happen. Green Day. Wait me up when September ends. Like yeah. just fucking okay. Like I'm done. When when the trade happens, we'll deal with it then, and all the ramifications of it then. Like we already know. We already know the 26 counts. We already know. Well, maybe this, this, and that. We already know about the shady lawyer. It's like we'll talk about that when it happens. I'm fucking done. I'm over it. Yeah, like it's been it dominating was, the news cycle. It's, the it's, speculation it's, was nice at first. You know, it was something to think about. Some some hypotheticals, but now it's literally just repeat 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 we get it we get it's a possibility we get what could happen you know it's either do it or don't do it you know brian flores publicly announces that Tua is the dolphins quarterback that's like the third time he's had to do that i feel like it's been more than three bro he's had like, to come out and claim Tua as a starter like multiple multiple times yeah and i'm, I'm over it i'm over it like we'll talk about it when it when and if it happens which um they're thinking it might because of the November 2nd trade deadline. I was just about to ask, do you think it's going to happen or no? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know, bro. I don't know. I, I just think that. And you know what the weirdest part is, too? Is apparently NFL teams still have no more knowledge of what the fuck's going on with those cases. Really? No further stuff has came out. And so I think, I hope, like, as soon as a trade deadline happens and – Deshaun's not traded. We just stop talking about him until the offseason hits. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't complain. I, I just I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Tua if that trade ha- you know goes through. I wonder if Tua is going to fall a off of and become a backup. A couple of them have Tua like going off to Denver or like I could maybe somewhere see that. Else. What if Aaron Rodgers goes uh, to Denver though? I really think Rodgers is going to Denver next year. That's my prediction. I think he's going to stay. All right, anyway, we got we got one basketball on here. We talked about the NBA a little bit, but the Chicago Bulls open the season 4 and 0 for the first time since before the Michael Jordan era. How do we feel about this Bulls team? Um, I mean, it's a little early to get excited, but I guess that they're definitely going to be competitive like we thought they were going to be. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it's nice to see the uh, hype come to fruition. But I will say, looking at their schedule coming up, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up being like six and six in the next couple weeks because they have a bit of a tough oh, yeah. schedule. Um, so I don't know. They've shown, yes, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. They've shown that they can execute. They've shown that they can perform at a high level. But they did have some questionable moments there against the Pistons, and all of their four wins come against uh not so great teams who i forget who else it was the pistons they played the raptors as well and the raptors are kind of struggling especially without siakam so a little bit of easy games i just thought i'd throw that in there because we talked about the bulls their new team their new look um they might be able to be a dark horse right now they're leading the east so all right and then last but not least how do we feel about the cincinnati bearcats being a playoff team at the end of the season I love it and I hope so, but I still feel like they're going to get screwed at the end of the year somehow. That's going to go undefeated. I, same and they're boat. Gonna, they're just going to get they're just going to get left out. The college because like really we're all like saying it's like a done deal, but wait for the first college football playoff rankings, um, the committee rankings that come out, and Cincinnati sitting at five. Yeah, because that comes out uh, that comes out next week, I believe, is the first official oh, no. one. I would not be surprised at all if the, if the CFP rankings come out and they're out of the top four. Would not be shocked. Yeah, wait, I'm trying to pull it up right now. So just looking at the top 25, Georgia, I think obviously Georgia is like a, a shoe-in for the playoff right now. Um, even if they lose the SEC championship somehow, they're going to be in. Alabama right now is the real question mark because two SEC teams would really fuck everything up. And then we got two SEC teams. If if Bama doesn't, if Bama rolls the rest of the way, it's going to be two SEC teams. Only if Bama wins the SEC championship against Georgia, though. Because if Georgia beats Bama, then that's going to be a two loss Bama team and a 13 0 Georgia team. So I think at that point, they would have to take out Bama. But then you got Oklahoma, who's probably going to finish the year undefeated. I I don't know. Maybe they choke one of their last four games, but I doubt it. It's so wild to think Oklahoma's undefeated. No, but just in general with Cincinnati, um, I would love to see them in the playoff. I think they should be a playoff team regardless of what happens, unless they lose a game, which they're not going to. But this year is a big turning point in the sense that America is finally realizing that the playoff committee is biased as fuck and they favor the big alumni bases. They favor power five, of course. And it seems like America agrees that Cincinnati is a good football team. So I think if they kick out since a 12 and 0 Cincinnati team, 
there will be hell to pay and like people will actually you know speak up about this rather than ignore it like they did with TCU in 2014. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it right now too. I think if if Bama beats Georgia, Georgia and Bama are both in. I think Ohio State's going to roll through the rest of the Big Ten. Probably. I just do. I, I think based, you're right. Up. Based on the way they've been playing, they've been killing it. And nobody's really there to challenge OU. Like, yeah, you have Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State just lost to Iowa State, so I don't think they're really that much of a threat. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, we could see a, a, a OU, Georgia, OSU, Bama, CFP. If Bama beats Georgia. Wait, so, say that again. OU, Bama, Bama beats Georgia, and OU and Ohio State both run the table. Since an undefeated Cincinnati will be left out. I think sadly you're right in that scenario. Mm-hmm. They would probably be that fifth team. God, that's so mm-hmm. annoying, man. Right. I need, I want to see somebody lose. One of the Giants needs to fall in the last few weeks. And I'm hoping it's Ohio State loses to Michigan. Actually, I don't know, though, because then Michigan would be undefeated and make the playoffs. Michigan would be undefeated then, yeah. Yeah, fuck. I think Ohio State's pretty much a lock right now. I don't know. Well, if you can say – I mean, I think Ohio State's better than OU. I don't think OU's very good. but Yeah, it's weird because OU's been vulnerable. This is probably the worst OU team that we've seen in, like, the last five years, but it's also their first 8-0 start in a long time. Yeah. Which is weird. But anyway – that's going to do it for uh, the How Do You Feel segment. Let's go ahead and close out the episode with some Love It or Loathe It. Oh, pull up it. our fancy dancy or fancy dandy. God damn it, I can't talk. I feel like I just had a stroke. Anyway, Love It or Loathe It. You want the first round or you want me to take it? Um, I'll take it. All right. First up, we got Philadelphia 76ers president Daryl Morey said he is prepared to drag out this Ben Simmons situation as long as needed, even if it's four years. Yeah, I love this. Um, he's definitely sticking to his guns that they want to impact player. And that would be, you know, who needs reality TV when you have sports? This, like, literally the past couple of years, sports have been just as drama-filled as, like, The Bachelor and all that. It's our reality TV. Probably and better than Bachelor, Simmons. bro. Oh, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Keep the drama going. All right, next up, Texas Tech fires head coach Matt Wells after a one-point loss at home versus Kansas State. Uh, Loathe it. Texas Tech's going to suck anyway, no matter who's their head coach, so whatever. Yeah, I thought Wells actually would have been the guy to turn it around, if anybody. But All right, next up, Joe Burrow says that NFL stadiums don't phase him at all because the SEC was much, much louder. I love this. He's totally right. I mean, he played in places like Mississippi State where they have a cowbell going on crazy. The yeah. fans are much crazier, much more passionate. Um, and you got – you're sitting – your bench is right in front of thousands and thousands of drunk 18- to 22-year-olds. Yeah. So, yeah, no shit. Dak also said a very similar thing when he got asked a question about, like, oh, like, how do you feel about that environment? And Dak answered, like, oh, I played in Tuscaloosa at one time, so – uh, no, it doesn't scare me at all. It's yeah, like Tus- it's like I played Tuscaloosa twice. Like this NFL shit ain't no big deal. Yeah, Alabama and like A and M Kyle Field would just yeah. probably be twice as loud as any NFL stadium. Oh yeah. So 
Now, SEC quarterbacks that actually have talent definitely are going to be the most battle-tested for the NFL. All right, and then last up, we got Mike Tomlin completely shuts down rumors of him leaving for the USC vacancy and says, never say never, but I will never consider that. I love that. I think Tomlin's going to be a Steelers coach for life, honestly. I do too, yeah, until he retires. And mm-hmm. he should be. I mean, he's he's proven himself. He's one of the better coaches in the league, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, Delonte West is arrested for public intoxication in the one video. In a video, he he says that he is Jesus, the president, and better than LeBron James. I loathe this. Um, this is correct me if I'm wrong. Delonte West is the player that Mark Cuban kind of took under his wing, right, to help him get through all that. Yeah, I loathe this because I mean, if he's you know getting. Sad. I was about to say, if he's getting arrested for public intoxication, probably not doing so hot with his other, you know, issues. In yeah, addition. I think he was so, homeless for a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's also sad. So allegedly had sex with LeBron's mom, too. What the fuck? You didn't know that? No. Possibly, yes. He had sex with what? LeBron's mom. Yeah. When did that happen? When LeBron was on the Cavs the first time. What? Dude, I need to know more about this. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I don't know all the details. Just look it up after the show. But yeah, it's, all right, it's, like, yeah. it's like a pretty big meme slash rumor slash probably true thing about the NBA. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry threw more touchdown passes than Pat Mahomes on Sunday. Dude, I love this one. This is hilarious. We were kind of clowning on Mahomes to begin with. But Derrick Henry... Can literally do it all, bro. Rushing, passing, receiving, doesn't matter. Just put the ball in Derrick Henry's hand and your team's going to be all right. So love it. Uh, This is my favorite. Um, The public has beaten out Vegas for the past three weeks. Vegas has lost money to the public the past three weeks in gambling. Oh, I absolutely love that. I mean, everybody should love that one, especially as a sports better. It's us. Everybody against the house. We we are a team. We're going against the house, even if we have a negative week. As long as the house loses, that's more important. Uh, kind of shocking, though, for three weeks in a row. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, there hasn't been a stretch like this in a long, long, long time. Yeah. All right, and then the last one. Um, That's the last one. No, Marshawn. Oh, Marshawn Lynch has a potty had a potty mouth when he was a, a guest on Monday Night Manning. I love this one. Times. I yeah, I didn't want to skip it. I wanted to talk about this one a little bit because I love this one. This was so funny. I I don't know whether or not it was just the timing that he said it or whether he like actually got kicked off because there were TikToks saying Marshawn got kicked off the Manning cast, but I think it was because he said it right before the third quarter ended, and then Peyton was just like, "All right, Marshawn, thanks for being here. You're great." And it just like cut him out like really quickly. Yeah. He goes, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just so randomly. He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Love it, bro. Marshawn's a clown, but in a good way. There's a couple right. of hot mics. Uh, Thibodeau for Oregon. Um, when he was doing his post game presser was like, yeah, we had a fucking awesome game plan. And like right into like the reporters right there. So he knew it was definitely going to be like broadcast and he was live. Did he have any sort of reaction or did he just keep going? He didn't even he didn't even acknowledge it. He just kept on talking. <laughs> That's even better, dude. It's it's almost I feel bad whenever players they'll be like 
Marshawn's done it before too. It'll be like, we'll see it. Oh, wait, can I can I curse on here? Like and stuff, you know. Yeah, he didn't acknowledge it. And then the announcer was like, uh, we're sorry. Uh, Thibodeau got a little bit too excited right there. <laughs> um, if you're watching, and so that's yeah. funny. Big weekend for hot mics. All right, yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for today's episode. Stay tuned. We got big stuff planned. We don't know exactly what it is yet, but we're gonna be getting something special going for episode 50. We're hoping to make it one of our biggest episodes yet. We're gonna be trying to pull in all sorts of audience, get a bunch of new eyeballs on the show. So be here or be square on Thursday live at 5 p.m. for episode 50. Uh, but yeah, until then, thank you guys for listening. We'll see y'all Thursday. Elijah, any last uh, last comments? No, tired. All right, it's awesome. Actually, time to get sack. All righty, thank y'all for listening.